Hi, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Preview Pod. I'm here with Steve Renoff at the QRL's headquarters in Brisbane. Steve, how, how are you going, mate? Good, Joel. How are you? I'm very, very well indeed. I'm very well indeed. The top eight's decided. Yes, it is. Um, Early, too. Two yeah, weeks out from the season. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, just the way it's been going, you know, we um, obviously... Uh, I think early on everyone sorted out the top four, um, but yeah, to um, have that sorted, you know, people sort of it's it's good for the teams that are involved because they know where they are, um, what's expected of them. Yeah, well, it looks. I mean, there's possibility that Canberra could come in and take Parramatta's spot in um, fourth position yes. if uh, Canberra won twice and Parramatta lost one. That's probably the only change that, that well, that is the only change to the top four that that could happen yeah. really. Uh, also. Uh, the, the the bottom the bottom three teams in the top eight at the moment are Souths, Newcastle, and Cronulla. The order of that could rearrange. Yes. Yeah. So I guess both both at this stage. I mean, Canberra will be targeting a top four spot, but South Sydney and the Knights and um, the, the Sharks to be looking to get a home final in that first week because there'll be a knockout situation. So there's still plenty to play for for those teams. Yeah, without a doubt. And- you know, um, you know, Newcastle still look lively. They've got a couple of decent games that they, they should win um, coming up. Yeah, I still, I still find it hard to imagine in such a uh, an intense season that we've had with we'll end up having 18 weeks of football whether you could win four finals in a row from outside yeah. the top four. It doesn't look likely. Canberra is probably the team that could do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, probably the way yeah the way they play their footy and the way they're coached, they're, they're the more likely, aren't they, mm. um, out of those teams? But um, you don't want to, you know, you got to take every chance you're given anyway. Doesn't matter where you finish this time of the year, but um, uh, you prefer to be in the top four. Definitely. Okay, Steve, let's have a look at the first game this week. It's um, South Sydney hosting the Bulldogs. I don't think there's any doubt who's going to win this game. Jackson Paulo returns for Dan Gagai. Um, yeah, Tim, Tim Lafay's in for um, the, the um, Bulldogs, but this is a game, I guess, where South will want to make sure they got their their rhythm and then their yeah. groove going, won't they? Exactly. You know, the you know, second last game of the the general season, and what you could, I could just imagine what Wayne would be saying to these boys. We need to use these games just to gain momentum into the finals because he loves um, having momentum in the finals, and he he sort of boohoo's it. A, very much if, if you go into the finals uh, without a momentum as a team. Um, so this would be a real target couple of games for him. Yeah, well, they've, they've been really good. Well, they've been really good for a lot of their games of late. They had a really yes, good winning yeah. streak, but they've, they've had some really good first halves and then fallen away. They let West Tigers back into the game last week. Yeah, they did, and that, that's what he'll be looking at because he'll just say you can't win finals playing that sort of footy. Um, Without a doubt, I can tell you 100% what he'd be saying to him, and he he would just want a consistent um, full 80 minutes in the next yeah for each game coming coming forward. Mm. Yeah, I thought that uh, Thomas Burgess was outstanding last week uh, in his first stint, but he, I think when he goes off, they lose a bit of momentum. Uh, maybe they haven't always done this year by any means. No, but I just felt like he he seemed to really carry them forward, and and um, Reynolds and and Walker and. Um, and those guys got on the back of it and, and Cook. So they, they hung on, but I wasn't that impressed yeah. with their second half, to be honest. No, and, and and as I mentioned before, Wayne wouldn't have been happy with that. But, um, you know, they they obviously got themselves out to, to a great lead, and, but they just didn't... 
you know, you, you don't want to be playing that footy, as I said, um, in coming into the final series. It's got to be 80 minutes, consistent, good rugby league. Mm. Jaden Sewer, he, he certainly, we've spoken about him. He's put his uh, hand yeah. up to be a Maroons uh, contender this year. I'm, I'm sure he'll get selected at some point. I think he should be selected in game one. He's, he, when he hits, well, he's he just, hurts. He does, and he, he's just been, he's been very, I talk about consistent, he's been very consistent um, and a standout for, for, obviously, for the Rabbits. And, um, you know, he, he won't look out of place with, with an Origin jersey. Mm. Okay, well, it's a Queensland um, last game for Gavin Cooper in Cowboys colours. Uh, a Mergen lad that's uh, from like yourself from Mergen, who's announced he's he's um, playing his last season for the Cowboys. I had a chat to, to Gavin today on yeah. the phone, and he said he's not sure whether it'll be his last game of rugby league as a professional footballer, but certainly his last. Well, this will be his last at uh, at Townsville anyway, because he's got one more after that. So great career from Gavin. Yeah, look, just just want to say to Gavin personally, and um, you know, very proud of what he's done over the years. And obviously, come from Mergen, um, our family's very tight. Um, his mum and dad, and um, on, in both families from you know the Carsberg sides and, and the Cooper side, um, very close to the Renoffs. And um, yeah, he grew up with all my nephews, and you know, he's such a good kid. Um, I should say a kid, and, but he's never been any different. Everyone says what a, what a gentleman he is, and still plays the game tough. But uh, all credit to him. Uh, you know, not only a really good rugby league player, but a really good bloke. We spoke today um, about his partnership with Jonathan Thurston. It's one of the great um, halfback second row combinations that, that we've seen. It, yes. it really was. It's almost like they had a sixth sense, but uh, they certainly practiced it a lot and. How many times did JT put Cooper over? And, and both of them batted because they both took the line on. Oh, without a doubt. JT to the line and Cooper um, put, you know, really running hard into the line. Well, he, there was a string of games where Gavin uh, was scoring tries like week to week to week as a second rower. And it just shows, you know, not, he's not just a straight up and down um, second rower. Um, he, he knows his rugby league. And he's always he's always been like that as a kid. He, growing up, he, you just see he's a footballer. Mm. Well, there's some look. The, the Cowboys got beat 36-20 by the Storm last week. Their, their defence isn't good enough, but geez, there's a lot of flair there with Holmes, um, Drinkwater, uh, the Hammer, Kyle Felt. There's just a lot to like. I, I do believe that um, there's good times ahead for the Cowboys. The, the Panthers just go from strength to strength. That the Cowboys are hosting them. Yeah. Um, we just don't see Penrith falter. They're mentally, these young guys, Cleary, Ivan Cleary's done a fantastic job because mentally they're so strong. They don't, they don't seem to give an inch and don't collapse when things don't go their way either as they didn't against Parramatta last week. It took them a while to score, but they, they didn't drop their they, bum. Yeah, they just stick to what they know, and that's a very disciplined team. And look, You go back to the week before when Brisbane gave them a, a... I think when Brisbane played them, Brisbane gave them a good shake, but you could just see... They weren't going to lose the game, and it'll be. It wasn't any different last week. Uh, they they know their job. They might slip out of it every now and then. Their their game plan and, and get away from things, but they're quickly back. Um, they don't let it. They don't um, let it erupt, and you know, and, and leak out. So they're just a well drilled team, and you know, can't not see them winning this match against the Cowboys um, up there. No, I can't either. I, I do think. Um I do think the Cowboys will play well in this game. I've got a feeling just because it is well, Gavin yeah. Cooper's last game at in, in Townsville. 
at the at the stadium there at the, at the Queensland Country Bank Stadium. I, I feel like the Cowboys will make a game of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, Josh Maguire has uh, not been named here. I th- looks like is he's he, going to be suspended for gone? having a having a, a spray <laughs> at the referee. I don't know what's got wrong. <laughs> got, got into Josh. It's called, it's called frustration, mate. Yeah. Well, he's always had a lot to say, but he's getting himself suspended a hell of a lot up there in North Queensland. Yeah, and you know... But and that, with the ball, too, this well, time. Well, yeah. that, that's the unfortunate thing, because that then becomes a little bit of a selfish thing, because you, you, it's okay if you're frustrated with, and you're not, the team's not playing that well, but as a key player, uh, to put yourself in those positions, give away penalties, but then you're going to be suspended, that's just letting your team down. So mm. he'd be disappointed in himself. Yeah, he will be. He should be. And I don't think um, Josh Hannay was very impressed at all. No. Actually, he bit his tongue to some extent after the game because he hadn't spoken to, to Josh at the mm. time. But when you got the football and you're up 4-0 and you're starting well against Melbourne, last thing you need is um, one of your, your most experienced origin yeah, exactly. forward to go giving away a penalty and getting himself sin-binned. Yeah, a brain snap and um, he'll be regretting it. Okay. Um, Steve, um, the Eels are... Um, playing uh, the Broncos uh, on Friday night at Bankwest Stadium, and we've um, we've had a bit of drama today at the Red Hill. Um, yeah, uh, Brody Croft was back and ready to, to take up the number six jersey, but he um, he got knocked out. So that was a, we were all hoping he's going to be okay. Alex Glenn said um, he'd had a chat to him, and he's got uh, recovery, and he'll be seeing doctors and and. and um, People. So that was a bit of a blow for Brody. He looked like he was going to get his chance again, and that happens. Yeah, you know that is unfortunate. And I've really felt for Brody Croft this year. You know, and you know he's been very checkered. Um, mm. You know, in his form, and um, you know, and look, there was another opportunity for comeback in the team. And you know, he really, um, I think he's played some of the games he's played. He's played okay against Parramatta, if I can remember, and. Um, it'd be unfortunate he's missed out through a tr- an injury through training. Yeah, well, he won't be playing, so yeah. if he hasn't been named, he can't play after getting knocked out no. um, that soon to a game. So the, the Broncos have brought in Tyson Gamble. Now, Tyson's been on the development list. I don't think he has a deal for next year either. Um, I, I did a story yesterday where Isaac Luke's one of eight top 30 squad members not to have a contract yeah, okay. for next year, but I don't think Tyson Gamble does either. Um, is he coming in the house? He's coming in at number six. And look, there's been some big raps on him as being a big body. He can throw. I've watched him at training. I've been really impressed at times when yeah, they okay. did ball work. He throws a really nice ball. I, I hope he goes well and shows what he can do uh, in this. It's very difficult for coming into a Broncos side that's losing at the moment. But uh, good to well, I'm glad to see Peter Gentle has selected him. Yeah, you know, and it is unfortunate that we can talk all day. It'll go back to their recruiting. And, you know, Tyson's possibly... Um, I don't know his history. Is was he signed as one of these young halves in Queensland, or is he from down south? I'm not sure. But um, no, he's from up here. But he yeah. did um, he did play for West Tigers. Um, he he did yeah. have an NRL game a couple of years ago for the West Tigers. But he is, I, I believe, he is a Redcliffe. Uh, yeah, around that area. Yeah, look, um, you know, I hope the kid does do well. But that that's where Broncos are at the moment. They, you know, a bit light on, and um, they get an injury. They just got to pull in another one of the young boys and. Mm. Um, they get thrown into the fire. Well, you tipped them last week and so did I. Look, I thought they defended okay, but their attack was abysmal, to be mm. honest. It, it really yep. didn't have anything. And the coach the coach admitted that. It was really bad. Oh, we just... I, I remember watching games just thinking, there's opportunities there, but it was just, there was just nothing happening in the attack. I, I couldn't believe it. That's When you talk about um, very un-Bronco-like or you, you know, 
you usually wouldn't talk about defence, but um, that's been hasn't been great either. But the attack was just there, there wasn't any. No, there wasn't. It was a shame because they did defend. I thought with a lot of um, grit and determination. We're trying to be positive about this yeah. Broncos side. Look, they're obviously trying, uh, but it's not working. The um, the other out for Brisbane is Payne Haas, who's having a bit of time with his family. There, yeah. There's a bubble situation where because the Broncos played um, yes. Penrith two weeks ago they, and and the Titans last week, that Payne can go be with his family because obviously he, he lost yes. his brother recently. So that's a, another good move by the Broncos and, and looking after Payne. Yeah, interest. definitely. On the flip side here, we've got Parramatta. Reed Marnie returning from a shoulder injury at Hooker. That's really big for them. Yes, they, They've been criticised a lot. They've really copped it um, deluxe of late. They've been written off in many quarters as being a genuine threat. And look, they haven't been that flash lately, but this <laughs> is a great opportunity against the team that they absolutely pummeled last mm. year in the pre... in the, in the Not in the prelim, in the um, first final, Steve. Look, those good memories and they're playing Brisbane. What's the opportunity here for the Eels? Is there anything they can get out of this? Uh, well, they'll be looking at a repeat. Um to mm. be honest, mm. uh, they'll be looking at this as uh, this is where we can get back into click. Um, as yeah. you said, they've been they've dropped off over the past few weeks, and as you said, being mm. you know probably rightly criticised when everyone was talking about them being um, you know premiership contenders, and this is where they can really stamp their mark. And this is where I, I feel for Brisbane because I think this is this is what's going to happen on the weekend down at Bank West, unfortunately for the Broncos. Well, it will if Parramatta gets their act together. Yeah, that's well, sure. that's what I'm saying. From the coach's point of view, from the playing group, this will be a real target of theirs to, to, to do that, to get everything back together where they were. Hmm. Well, I think Mitchell, this is a big game for Mitchell Moses. I, let's presume the forwards really just play it simple and, and play yep. it straight down the guts and, and, and dominate Brisbane. This is where Mitchell Moses needs to show um, his wares. We've seen what he's capable of when things are going well. and But... I'm sure he can do it again, but he needs to start now. Yeah, Because he hasn't been impressing me at all. He's gone missing. Well, he has gone missing. I mean, at one stage here we were talking about him for origin, and believe it or not, back there in the middle... In the, well, he's all, not even in the conversation now. No, he's not even... I was going to say, he slipped right out of it. Yeah. I'm tipping Parramatta. Yeah, me too. Uh, round 19... Sorry. <laughs> the, the fourth game of the round is on Saturday at uh, Lotto Land. It's Manly who got through for a win last week. Yeah. Um, and they're playing, hosting the Titans, and they're certainly not going to have it their own way, Manly. But what a great um, bit of story here! Well, it could it's potential to be Tom Travojevic um, been named in Jersey 21, so uh, I guess Des will be hoping he can take the field. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, you know, they they scraped away with the win last week, and you got to get, mind you, give it to the Titans. Um, but you know, against the Broncos, I thought they played really well. You know, it was a local derby, so both teams are under. a a bit of pressure, but the Titans came out on top, and um, I, I just like uh, the way they're playing their footy at the moment. They just seem settled. They're um, comparable, say, to last season. They, they seem a lot more confident. They got a lot more faith in the footy they're playing. That obviously comes from mm. Holbrook as a coach, and they believe in what he's he's coaching them, and they're actually going out there and carrying it out. Look, Jared Wallace has been on fire lately yeah. in the front row. He's been outstanding. Uh, Ash Taylor had one of his best games yes. of, 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 from a long time against his old club last week. Well, both ex-Broncos, Jared Wallace and... Yeah, setting up tries and, and playing with real confidence. He's happy again. It's one of the great stories this year. Look, I know I know the Titans aren't in top eight or anything like that, but the, the rejuvenation of Taylor um, really must give um, the club hope that he can 
realise some of his even better form next next year when they get a, even a, a more potent forward pack. And uh, AJ Brimson's been outstanding as well. So there's a lot to like about the Titans. Oh, um, there is. A lot of land. It's going to be a really tight game. I'm going to tip the Titans to win this. I just think they've got momentum. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you, Joel. Um, I was always going to tip the Titans. I just think out of the two, yeah, Manly scraped away with a win, but they've been disjointed for a fair while now. And I know they're at home, um, but I just think this Holbrook coach team of the Titans are good enough to go down there and, and, and scrape in a win. Mm. I put Manly... Like, the Titans need to beat a team like Manly just to show that they can be one of the better Without sides. Because Manly are one of the better teams. I know they haven't been... Well, they haven't still... been great lately because of all the injuries they've had. They just haven't coped yeah. with that. And they've had another one with Lachlan Croker coming in for Cade Cust. So they've, they've been constantly changing their halves, their back rowers. Their, the, the edge defence has been decimated at times. And that's why we've seen... Manly can see points that Des Hazel's sides usually don't. But um, this would re- this would top off their season if they get knocked Manly off in this game. To be honest, it would it would be a mm. real a feather in the cap of yeah. um, the, the Titans. I, I'm tipping them. Uh, Saturday at the Sunshine Coast Stadium, the Melbourne Storm hosting uh, the West Tigers. The Melbourne Storm they were really good in the first half last week. I don't think Craig Bellamy was that happy with them in the second half. They didn't really <laughs> de- they didn't really defend with any any purpose or any yeah. intensity. Sorry, they with any intensity anyway, and let let um, Cowboys back in. I don't think they'll be doing that against the Tigers this week. No, um, without a doubt, um, Craig Bellamy Bellamy he'd be disappointed. Um, we all know what a perfectionist he is and what he demands out of that team and he would have been really disappointed without a doubt that um, mm. they let those points get pulled back on in that second half and that, that's just not the way they play their rugby league No it's not uh, look this is a really interesting showdown here, uh, Harry Grant versus Cameron Smith <laughs> the master, <laughs> the, the, the master in Smith apprentice. versus the apprentice in Grant and I tell you the apprentice is going very well he has some sort of uh, a pass on him, some sort of football brain Almost looks like he's learned everything he possibly can off Cameron Smith and, and is applying it. And, I, I just think he's a rare talent. And, and can I can I just make a a, a guess here? Not a guess. A, um, say what I think will happen. Yeah, I think uh, Cam Smith will go out there and give him a masterclass. He'll be he'll be rubbing his hands and licking his lips, Cam Smith, just yeah. to show the young fella how to do it. He's and doing... and he's going to be his predecessor. He's yeah. going he's coming. He's going to be there. So. I think Cam Smith will be looking forward to this. He will. Well, Cam Smith put on a masterclass last week. Uh, actually, <laughs> I wrote a match report, and I probably didn't give him enough credit, but I, maybe I'm just getting too used to Maybe he's spoiled yes, yeah, exactly. Because really, four of his passes were just absolutely pinpoint. <sighs> master, masterful performance. I, I think a masterclass comes from Smith most weeks, but I think you're right, Steve. Knowing him a little bit, Cameron, <sighs> he's a competitive person. And, uh, yeah going to be interesting because Harry is contracted to the Melbourne Storm yeah, exactly, next year. Yeah. Exactly. He so. definitely is contracted there so he can go back there and I guess we're all waiting to see what Cameron Smith decides to do. Yeah. But yeah, look, it, it is and it, we just keep talking about Cam Smith week in, week out and as you say, Joel, um, I suppose it's not that you, you don't um, give him the raps that he deserves but it's just, he just rolls out what we expect of him and that expectation is a triple A, and mm. he brings it out nearly every week. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's still out um, for the Storm. They're resting him. He's got a, uh, some sort of an injury there. And uh, Achilles injury, Craig said the other day. And so Nico Hines, I thought he went really well last week at fullback uh, for, for Melbourne. And I also was very happy to see uh, the Fijian international Tui Kamikamika back from yes. a back injury. I've done a piece with him, which will be up on our site um, when this goes. Well, that, that's what a massive the, bonus, though, to get well, him back. Well, he is a beast. Uh. And he had a back injury, uh, back surgery, and he was saying that he, he thought his season was done. He was on his back for two weeks in bed. Yeah. Justin Olin was bringing him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, oh. And so he was watching the training and thinking, that oh, I don't want to get back. And well, then, how good is that, though? And had back surgery, and he's got some good news from the surgeon that he'd be back for this round. That's amazing. And he trained that hard that he got, well, he was that diligent, he got back for it. That's great. That, that's amazing. That's great rehab and yeah. um, commitment to come back. And, you know, as I said, that's just going to add to the strength of the storm coming into the finals. It says a lot about him, I think, as an yeah, individual. He's a yeah. very mature fellow and really, really enjoyed but talk, that just shows. I mean, talking that, to that, him after last week's game. That's, that's a, just a good example of wanting to get back and play at that group and play for the coach and play for that club. Mm. You do anything to, to get back in. Yeah, well, he has done that, and good on him. Yeah, good on Tui for that. Uh, Benji Marshall had a really good game last week. He nearly got uh, his side over the line with some ma- yeah. magic. Three of his passes resulted in tries. Oh, I just, um, just amazed with Benji, but he just keeps pulling these. He does. He's got Everyone knows he's got a great pass, but um, he's hitting the mark. Um, you know, it's mm. obviously very similar to Smith hitting the mark at their age, and they still got a lot to offer the game. Well, they do. I mean, I'm not sure... I'm not sure what his future is going to look like uh, next year. I don't believe he's had any offers as of, th- of this moment from the NRL. I guess Super League would have to be interested in someone like Benji because of his great attacking wares. Adrian Lamb might get him there at the Wigan. Would you yeah. like to see him at Wigan still? Yeah, go to Wigan, he'd be great. They'd love him. Have you got any contacts there still? Oh, yeah, well, Adrian Lamb's a coach and uh, <laughs> Chris Odlinski, my old teammate, is a CEO, so, yeah, I've got a few contacts there. <laughs> You gonna get on the phone for Benji? Yeah, I'll, I'll get on the Rads tonight. I'll, I'll send him an email and just say you're getting Benji. So it wouldn't look. But, be, you, but seriously, I, I know I'd you rate. I know how much you rate Benji. So yeah. you think he would be good for Wigan? Oh, without a doubt. You know, and um, you know whether or not. I mean, there, there's talk. You know, there's little inklings. You know, he might come back to Brisbane. Mm. Um, you know, and he's still playing some good, really good rugby league, and he's got all that experience. Um, but you know, it, it, I'd love to see him at Wigan. Mm. Um, the crowd obviously love him, and um, you know um, Wigan, obviously being one of the the top clubs over there, they they definitely fit him in. Well, it would be great to see him play there. I mean, I think he'd be a fan. Uh, he'd be a fan favourite. He he would carve yeah. up over there. It's suit yeah. suit his style of football. Not that it's easy, Super no, League no. by any means. But uh, I just think he's the sort of player that uh, because of his commitment. And look, his defence has been criticised this year. I think Michael Maguire did drop him to be honest mm. early on the season. Well, he did. Because he missed some tackles. Well, so he's not the worst out there. Can I just say? He's <laughs> certainly not the worst. No, he's not. He's not. And uh, look, you you know what you're getting with Benji Marshall. Yeah. And you're certainly getting a commitment, and you're getting some sheer genius. Yeah, without um, a doubt. We've seen that over his career. So good luck, and I hope your um, contacts with Wigan pan out for him. So uh, yes, I will. <laughs> Benji, be going. No, don't do it. Um, well, yeah, no. Well, look, without a doubt, as I said, Adrian Lambs as coach and. Mm. Um, you so. played with Adrian, didn't you? Yeah, over there at Wigan. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I thought I thought you were his contemporary. And Chris Redlinski was a great Britain, England, and 
Wigan fullback when I was there for two years, and him and I are very close. Um, Rad, so and he's the CEO, isn't he? He's now the CEO of Wigan. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a Wigan boy through and through. Mm. Great club. Great club. Yeah, and Benji um, is the sort of guy that deserves a great club. So let's hope that works out. Steve, we haven't tipped who's going to win, but well, I don't think there's any doubt, yeah, is there? No, Melbourne. Melbourne will win that. Okay, another big game on uh, Saturday night, the Roosters versus the Sharks. It, look, it, this could have loomed even bigger for yeah. Cronulla if they'd lost to the Warriors last week, which it, there was a moment where they looked like they might, they might do, but um, the, the um, CSC for Talakai had an absolute cracking game for Cronulla. He carried them over the line. Yeah. Uh, with one of the great performances. He's been one of the most improved players of the competition. I really love watching him play, and I really enjoyed Toby Rudolph, who we saw win yes. the premiership here at Redcliffe. He he stormed onto a ball late in the game to, to get um, the Sharks ahead of the Warriors, the gallant Warriors. So great to see those two I'll, I'll be, Yeah, I've been a fan of Rudolph all season, and mm. I think we talked about him because he was a... A uh, bit of a feeder lookalike there, early with the, with the hair. Well, he's hairy, yeah. yeah and um, but yeah, I, I've rated him all season. He's just getting better. Mm. Well, I love Talakai because he he um he can play in the centres. He can play in the back row. He, <laughs> he runs like a runaway. Tra- he's a runaway train when he runs. Yeah. Uh, and he's also, a he's got a, a a lot of ball skill. Yeah, and he's got great angles as well to his running. So he's got it all. He's a bit of a. Uh, I don't see what he doesn't. Bit of an Israel flyer. <laughs> Israel Flair. Well, you know, all these big units. <laughs> he loved that. He love it. He will love the fact that you think he's that good. Oh, he's well, that you know, I'm just saying in what he does, there's a big unit, he's mobile. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, he's got skill. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, he's a big body. Yeah, he, he, that's interesting that you should liken him to Israel Flair. I mean, I I know what you're saying because he's got, he's got the robustness and the yeah. and the skill set, but he, he's a bit different shape, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's more lower to the ground. Yeah, um, but I just, I, yeah. Um, I just yeah, you look at different things, and obviously yeah, but yeah. Oh look, he's one of he's been one of the great success stories of the season. But look, uh, going across the Roosters, they um, they were brilliant for yeah. a half an hour against the yeah. uh, Newcastle Knights. They put on some plays, and having a look at it, you thought, how did the ball get there? And you you had to go back and look at the replay to see what had actually happened in front of you. It was that slick. For some of the ball movement and between, between Keary and and Morris and and, uh, and Tedesco, and I, I just think you said the right word, slick, and that's that's a frightening thing for every other team. Mm. You know, these two games running into the and coming into the finals is it? They are they they're hitting their straps. Um, yeah, there wasn't the full eighty minute performance, but the thing is, what you see out of that is enough to say that they're going to be right in there. Yeah, well, frightening. <laughs> to be honest, because I think they've still got another gear. I like, like some of the things I saw from Sonny Bill. He, yeah. he had a lot more ac- ac- um, he had a lot more time. You saw him throw a really nice ball that led um, ultimately to a try, and he was high involvement. And I thought that was pretty impressive, considering after his first game, he didn't really uh, he, he admitted himself he was gas. So that's a good sign. Yeah, them, I, th- I think going forward with him, if you're gonna you're playing Sonny Bill, he gets time. It's Easier said than done. It's just that second phase play. Uh, a lot of teams will be targeting him uh, mm. just to wrap that ball up as <laughs> as good as they can. Mm. And as I said, that's easier said than done. Easier said than done. Correct. And how good's uh, Trent Robinson playing this? He's rested uh, Tedesco. Joey Marnie has gone back to fullback. <laughs> brings Mitch Alberson into the centre, and uh, Tao Kaiaho gets a spell. 
Um, We've seen all that before, you know. And but Orbison doesn't let anyone down. Manu's great at fullback, so mm. uh, I don't think they'll lose too much. Well, they won't, Steve, because Jared Ware Hargraves comes in for Taukeaha. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep coming. <laughs> the Sharks are unchanged, and they look like they could, unless they can spring a couple of upsets here, they look like they're going to finish eighth. Yeah. They're going to need to beat one of the big guns uh, in the in the coming weeks, and this would be a great start for the Sharks. But I can't see it. No, I can't see it. I mean, they'll, they'll go, I don't know, 60 minutes with them, but um, I, I think Roosters for me. Yep. Raiders hosting the Warriors. Uh, the Raiders put the Dragons to the sword in the second half last week. They really stepped it up and uh, wiped them away. It was a pretty impressive performance yeah. by them. Uh, they're oh. starting to warm to their task, aren't they, the, the Raiders? They really do have their eye on fourth spot. They want to win the last two games and, and hope Parramatta has a slip-up against one of the yeah. sides out of the eight. What I, do you I, make of the this one? Yeah, look, I, I, the Raiders their race. Sorry, yeah, the, I think I think the Warriors. I mean, they're coming up against this Raiders team, as you say. They they're hitting their straps. Look, all credit to the Warriors and what they've been doing. Um, they'll go with them for a while here, but the Raiders are just too smart, and they, they as you say they're playing, starting to play some really good footy. Um, I just think they'll be a bit too. Um, oh, what do you say? Just a bit more too technical. They, they'll just play their game and and roll on with it. Mm. Not a lot to play for now for the Warriors, uh, except they've played with pride every oh. every week. We've seen that, so I'm sure they'll do that again. But the the, the, the carrot's not there anymore. Yeah, no, and but the finals, it's not there. No, anymore. no. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what? They, they I don't think that'll worry them too much because they've had a successful season with everything that's gone on with them. Mm. They will still be wanting to win these two last games just to show. Um, you know, uh, in all the dilemma they've had, they've had a pretty good season, or a very good season, I think. Mm. Um, you know, that, as I said, they'll come out and they'll give it to Canberra, but uh, Canberra will just be too good. Yeah, I believe they just so. got too many strike weapons. Yeah, there's, and they've got so much to play for. They're not going to drop yeah. the bundle, especially down there in Canberra. The final game of the round uh, is Knights v Dragons. It's always been a, a, yeah. an interesting game. I've seen some. There's been some cracking games between these two clubs over the years, and Callum Pong was back for the Knights. That's a big in. It is a big in. He's had his rest. Um, you know, he was out, um, knocked out, I think, <laughs> after after the week before last. And so he's back, and that's going to be a bonus. And look, um, the coach is really, you know, very disappointed uh, with their performance. And um, I, I think uh, they obviously got a lot more to play for than, than St George do. Yeah, well, they, they came back into the game. They, yeah. they came back into the game, but the game was gone yeah. by the time they did that. So you, you can't concede as many points as they did last week and uh, to the Roosters and, and h- hope to come back. Uh, yeah, they, they do have a problem, I think, in in the halves at the moment. I don't think Mitch Pearce is playing his best football, although he did he, he was involved in a couple of the trials. But his kicking game still he still comes up with some really good kicks. But uh, I think... I think he yeah, he just thought the ball with running... Running the ball, though. he he's so good at it. He made a few mistakes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he ju- he's very hesitant in in in, in his play. I don't know it's, it's something's going through his head, confidence, and um, it'd be good to see him if he does pick that up. Um, mm. Obviously, um, you know it, this would be a good game for him to do it. To be honest, yeah, definitely. And when Pong are back, that's that's going to yeah. help um, help Pierce's attacking game, give him a lot more options uh, with the ball. The Dragons are very disappointing again. They didn't do their job. Uh, I think it's time for Corey Norman to work out whether he wants to be 
at number six or not. And uh, it's a lot of questions for Anthony Griffin um, to, to answer next year when he comes in about what to do with this spine because like, I like Dufty at fullback. I like Clune at seven. Uh, McInnes is going is getting belted there at, as, a, as a running forward, isn't I, he? I just can't believe... See what Papali did to I him. I can't believe he's playing there, to be brutally honest with you. I know, I know there's a lot of talk. I mean, and the guys making the, the, the call know what, know what they're talking about. I don't, know, they, I don't say they don't, but I, I personally don't agree with it. Cameron no. McInnes, and I think we saw it with Josh Papali, the, the, the difference in size, he's playing in the middle of the field. It, it's What's going to happen, Steve, to Cameron McInnes if he keeps playing like, the way he does anyway? He'll be belted out of the game. That, that's what will happen, and he'll yeah. lose confidence. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're not talking about a young, you know, a young, inexperienced player here either. This is a guy who's been around a while, and he's, you know, he's a really good rugby league player. But play a small body person out of position, you get found out pretty quickly. And I, I, I saw that last week, and then I, I've seen prior to that in other games. I thought he just doesn't belong in there. You know, as mm. that playing as a back rower. Yeah, well, Ben Hunt. I mean, he he's he's very good when he talks, but Ben Hunt doesn't want to play hooker. He wants. Well, to, he's a halfback. Well, this is this is the dilemma. Um, I know he's played well there at times, yeah. but it doesn't work for the mix of the but team. Th- this is the dilemma with that team. And, and look, you can go back. There was a bit of a dilemma in that the Broncos. So Ben Hunt doesn't know whether he's half or Martha. Um, Corey Norman doesn't know either. I'm talking position here. Yeah. Um, so these, um, it's very unfortunate for those two players in their career that they've never really settled. Um, I, I think that's very important. But mind you, the, their coach that actually started them on that career move with their positional changing was Anthony Griffin. So it's what's he going to do with them? He knows them better than anyone, but he didn't get it right when he had them. Um, to be honest, hmm. he had them moving around everywhere, left, right, and so especially Ben Hunt. Poor old Ben Hunt. He's well, he, he had him definitely had him playing hooker. Yeah, but still, he and Hunt was big. I remember Hunt, Hunt put uh, on a lot of weight. Oh, sorry, he was he, he, he was no, he was he was slow. Became slow, and, and, and that, uh, a lot of that happened under Anthony Griffin. I'm not being hard on him, but hmm. a lot of the players were made to put on weight. Anthony's got this thing about size and weight for position. Uh, hmm. He has this thing he likes big, but. What he doesn't realise, you you know, those boys during that era, um, I think Jarrell possibly was in there and uh, Winnerstein, Josh Hoffman. Well, Joshy Hoffman and I had a conversation. I said, you got big barge asses. I actually said it to him after the game. <laughs> they said, we know it's not our fault. Because <laughs> from the year they had a breakout year, they were the quickest in the team. Yeah. And they come forward in an off-season and I said to Jarrell, I said, Jarrell, honestly, and, and if, if you'd spoke to Jarrell now, he's, he'd agree that I had that conversation with him. But it, uh, it was because Anthony Griffin likes big. Yeah. Well, he's got a, he's got a big decision to make here because I, I just don't think it's going to work long term. I can just see Cameron McInnes because he plays so tough, like you said, getting bellied out of the game because his size just doesn't add up. No. It doesn't add up playing against some of the big guys he's up against. No, it doesn't. He's got to run into the teeth of David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi yeah, this week. Good luck. <laughs> I shouldn't say it because he's such a good player and I'd hate to see He's playing well at hooker. Yes. Look, he was almost the second. Yes, he, he was. He was in a position there where he was behind Cook. Yes. So, so how that that's changed, but I don't know. Yeah. A lot of problems for St. George to work out the right mix for their team. Yeah. For St. George Illawarra, should I say. The Knights. Knights, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, Steve. Well, look, the season's coming to a point now where we know who's going to be playing in the finals. You and I probably both have the same view. I only think four teams can win the the, yeah. the, the comp. It's Melbourne, 
it's the Roosters, Roosters. it's Penrith, and it's Canberra. Yeah. But on the proviso that Canberra does finish in the top four. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that, that, as you say, that can change before the end of the season. Well, it can. I don't. I, I think the Parramatta does have an opportunity here against the Broncos. Mm. I can't. Cannot. I can't visualise how Brisbane beats Parramatta, that's all. No. I'm not saying the Broncos can't beat the Eels. I mean, of course they can, but this no. Brisbane side, how do they beat them? I just don't, don't see it. Well, uh, where are the points going to come from in this game? Yeah, and look, I spoke to a couple of the old boys today about that, and it was just, we just, we don't know. So no. I don't expect any different this weekend. Mm. Well, I mean, we're all waiting for the coaching decision. Yep. Uh, you put, you've, um, you've hitched your wagon to Kevin Starr, and yep. I understand why you have, and I... I hope I do hope he gets. I think it's his time. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Paul Green though would do a decent job of coaching. Yeah. Look, I, look and I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to the club would go backwards under Paul Green. No, I don't. I don't. At all. And I don't want to see him. I, I don't believe that. I've mm. I've watched Paul Green for many years as a coach, and mm. I know how good he is. So yeah. I just think it's it's Walter's time at the Broncos. It is time. Yeah. But I, I'm glad to I hear. Agree. I'm glad to hear that um, Carl Morris. When speaking to Carl Morris. Um, uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. That um, the Broncos are not going to be giving out any long-term contracts to to coach. Yeah. I, I don't believe they should. No matter who it is, no. I think two years and an, an, an option in the club's favour. That's what the Broncos should. Two be. years, and if they give you a grand final, then give them something longer. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get some sort of positive result within those two years. Mm. Top four, maybe. Well, the great thing for whoever comes in, whether it's Kevin or whether it's Paul Green, is they're starting from a really low base. And to, to make the finals from here for next year would be seen as some achievement. Yeah, exactly. Don't you, don't you believe? Without I know the Broncos off. don't set top no, eight as a benchmark, but just to make the finals would be decent performance. Oh. No? No, for you? no, no, exactly. No, with the, with the team they have, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. No matter who coaches. No, yeah. Mm. They, they really need to have that benchmark and mate in the finals. Um, it's mm. just been an abysmal year. They they all agree. and um, So, yeah, just mm. target top eight next year. Mm. It's a shame the Broncos have had to come to that. It just shows you how far it's fallen because we've never said that. No, At I the know. end of any season, we would never say it's hard to count them that a top eight finish is good enough for Brisbane. Yeah. But in the current, current circumstance... I think you're looking at that next year. Yeah. You'd be happy with that? I'd be happy with that, yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay, Steve. Thanks, Joel. Talk next week.